Welcome to Hashtag Scripture, your sophisticatedly ratchet word delivery system. You can call us Deliveroo because we are serving you the word. Yes, guys, you know this, the word of God with extra sauce. On Hashtag Scripture, we discuss everyday topics informed by an everlasting God. Now be warned, we can go from 0 to 127 real quick. So if you have an asthma pump, you better keep it somewhere where you can just reach it and it's accessible, okay? All right, before we start, I want you to share this with your church leadership, yeah? That's your pastor, your bishop, your pastor's assistant, (laughs) the leader of the choir and the ministers who are in charge of service. You need to share it. Head of Sunday school, they need to hear this one because it's specifically not only to them, but it is to them as well. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, SoundCloud and iTunes, hashtag scripture and on Twitter at HT scripture. You can also find us on Patreon where you can support us with a monthly donation. It starts from about three. Well, you can actually do whatever you want, but I think the standard where you start getting goodies and perks starts from £3.80 a month, which is $5. Um, Yeah, so let's get into it. So the word on the street is everything na double double na double double promotion double double na double double your blessings <laughs> your blessings double double na double double yeah but not your morals not your practices and not your standards okay especially in the church should not be double double there should just be one rule for everybody okay no double standards in the church please blessing mhm Mm-hmm. practices morals beliefs standards absolutely not so today we are discussing double standards in the church double standards in christendom in general double standards amongst christians what we will be discussing one listing we will be listing the double standards in the kingdom and the scriptures that challenge them okay so we're not just going to be talking of the <laughs> crack of our behind no we're gonna not just talk we're just talking we are gonna be giving you the scriptures which challenge these standards and two um what we can do to right these wrongs so how we are going to right the wrongs that are that we see in our churches at the moment not good so first of all section one hi i'm for me i'm tina Hiya. <laughs> and this is Hashtag Scripture. Welcome, welcome, welcome. All right, listen to double standards. What double standards do we have? And what double standards do we have in, in Christendom? Do you want to do the dedication? But first of all, okay, let's do this again. First things first. First things first. Uh, before the honeys, playboy bunnies, <laughs> those making money. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> what? Okay, dedication. And dedication to the silent sufferers who see, who feel, but say nothing. Your time will come. This too shall pass. To the perpetrators of double standards and stereotypes, may a pigeon poo on you the (laughs) next time you leave the house. Wow. Okay. That's a very specific specification. Thank you very much. (laughs) It needed to be said. Oh my gosh. Okay. So we're talking double standards and the church is full of them, but these are the ones that we are going to talk about today. Um, We'll we'll alternate, yeah? Yeah. Cool. So women are made to feel as though their goals in life are to, well, their goal, their one ultimate only primary goal in life is to get married 
Whereas men are barely even encouraged to marry. We read scriptures about wives. So what? Is it? Am I lying? Is there a lie? Where is it? it was Let so me much, hunt down that lie. It was so much truth. My body reacted. <laughs> she had a visceral reaction <laughs> yeah, to the amount even, of truth that heard, was in the statement. Yeah, I've heard you say that before. We've said it. But the way that my body reacted to the truth was just like, wow. The truth will do that to you. It says the truth will set you free. That's what it says in the Bible. Hashtag scripture. Anyway. Um... Yeah, so we'll read scriptures about how wives should submit to their husband, but we forget that actually it also says that husbands should love their wife like Christ loved the church. Let me read um, Ephesians 5, 22 to 33. Am I going to read that whole thing? No, I'm not. I've decided I'm not, guys. But you can read it. And basically Mm -hmm. says, well, the bit that I want to read, right? Okay, so it says, wives submit to your husbands blah de blah de blah then under that it's in verse 25 it says husbands love your wives as christ loved the church and gave himself for her and then basically it goes on to say like you need to love your wife to the point where you would die for your wife yeah but nobody ever hears that i barely ever is barely re- it's barely control. ever ever War ever over. read mm. past Wives submit to your husband as if that's where the whole of Ephesians, the book just closes there. Wife submits to your husband. Mind and the church God. said, Amen. That's like, not actually like, the, like the book of John, how the book of John ends. Like, and all the books Amen. in the world could not contain all the submission that these wives should be doing to their husbands. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Full stop. No, that is not what it says. Please read the whole thing because it's actually discouraging to women to always be hearing wives do this, wives do that, wives do that. But husbands, you don't even know. In fact, who are these wives marrying? That's what I really want to know. Who is it that these people are marrying? Because obviously you must be marrying someone. You must have a husband in order to be a wife. So who is it that they're marrying? Just be sensible. I don't really understand what the problem is. Okay, the next um, double standard that I think we, and I've definitely experienced this as a single mother. Single mothers aren't honored okay personal experience guys single mothers a lot of the time in church are not honored um and it's not nice yes we may have made a mistake by having sex and getting pregnant okay life is difficult enough as it is we don't need to come to church and be made to feel like second class citizens mm-hmm. um we really don't need to be we don't need to be treated like heathens or not real women or not real mothers okay i've experienced this where it's like they'll be doing mother's day honoring mother's day and they'll like they'll honor all the mothers that are married. <laughs> and it's like, I'm a mother too. I may not be married, but I am a mother too. Um, Isaiah chapter one, verse 17 says, learn to do good, seek justice, correct oppression, bring justice to the fatherless, plead the widow's cause. Okay. So um, we need to make sure that we correct oppression. We are already oppressed. Uh, we need to bring justice to the fatherless. So those who, my child is not fatherless, but all the other single mothers, their children are not fatherless unless the fathers have died or have absconded somewhere. Mm. But, you know, we need to bring justice to them. Justice is what? Looking after the kids and looking after the mothers, mm-hmm. you know, of those kids. Um, plead the widow's cause. So widows, is her husband has died or what have you. She's still a mother, mm-hmm. you know, she's still a mother. She still birthed a child. Um, so we need to put some respect on some mothers, single mother's name. Deuteronomy 10, Deuteronomy 27, 19. Cursed be anyone who perverts the justice due to the sojourner, to traveler, the fatherless and the widow. And all the people shall say amen. I love the Bible. It's like, cursed. <laughs> I'm going to curse anybody. And I said what I said. You know, cursed is anyone. So God takes it seriously. You know what I mean? Mm. Who perverts the justice due. Who perverts the love and the admiration and the, the care and the respect and, and the care. Did I say it already? The yeah. care and the respect <laughs> that is 
that um, the people who are travellers or gypsies or people who are not really settled, you know what I mean? The fatherless or the widow. Cursed is anyone who hurts them. This is God that said it, not me. This is Deuteronomy chapter 27, verse 19. So please be careful how you guys are treating um, single mothers or single fathers, including single fathers in the church. It's not nice. It's really not nice. Amen. Uh, another one is women are treated like asexual beings whom if they have one whiff of sexual impropriety, they're now treated like a whore. So it's either you are a complete virgin and you have never even thought about sex in your whole life. You don't even know how to spell it. Sex, S-E-K. Is that how you spell it? That's how they think. Or you're the whore of Babylon. Wow. And you're the church bike. And there's no in between. The church what? Bike. The bicycle. That everybody can ride. Whoa! <laughs> the community. <laughs> it took me bicycle. so long. And oh, there's like nothing in between. Mm-hmm. I get it now. Do you get the train? Do you know the train one? I do, but it's different because a train is like multiple people at the same time, <gasps> whereas a bicycle is just whenever, just one person. Wow. So, judge bike. Mm-hmm. So yet men are barely even encouraged to keep their virginity. Sometimes they're even ridiculed for it. And just like, I don't understand because I feel like it's the same Bible that all men and women are reading, right? That's what I feel like in my heart, in my spirit, right? So if that is the case, when Paul is saying, don't fornicate, fornicators are not going to inherit the kingdom of God. He doesn't say female fornicators will not inherit the kingdom of God. He says fornicators. He doesn't say female people who do X, Y, and Z. He just says people in general. But then we have gone and told women, you can't be fornicating. You can't be doing this. This makes you a slag. This makes you a slut. But men, we haven't told them anything. And I get in the world, they can do what they like. They can do what they want to do. But in the church, we really need to emphasize to men that it's not okay to just be putting your penis every which way and in any place. It's not okay. You have to keep control of that thing. Okay. Just because <laughs> you have a penis doesn't mean that you can... Doesn't mean you have to everything. use it everywhere. Hmm? You know, just because I have a credit card doesn't mean I have to swipe it at every location. Swipe, swipe. You know? So, um, what else was I going to say? There was one thing I wanted to say. Never mind. But, (laughs) yeah. I think we need to put the onus on both men and women because it's unfair that we're telling women, don't have sex, don't ever have sex, never even think about sex. And then we're telling men, have sex if you want to, it's fine. Nobody really cares. It's not really a problem. But when you're married, when you're ready to marry, marry. When you're marrying yeah. people, when you, first of all, because you're telling girls not to have sex, but you're telling the boys it doesn't matter. So and then the, the boys, who are they having sex with? It's obviously the girls, you know? Like, I don't understand. <laughs> and then they come to, and then they want to get married. And then they're concerned that, oh, um, my, my wife has four sexual partners. So obviously she's a slug. So I can't marry her. Like, Come on, just can you just actually chill? Everybody needs to chill. It's really not that deep. Um, yeah. Oh, and sorry, and do you remember in Galatians? Yeah, I think it's in Galatians. I'm just gonna pretend it's in Galatians where somebody is doing some things with their their dad's their father's wife, right? And Paul is like, I can't believe that you guys didn't cast this man out of the church, right? Paul is talking to men about sexual impurity and fornication most of the time. He's directing it at men. But when it's in the church, you're directing it at women because you haven't read that same Bible. Please, it's a good read. Go and read that Bible. I pray. I I beg you, please. I beg you because it's a really good read. Just notice who Paul is saying things to. He's not talking to women about sexual impurity. He's talking mainly to the men because they were doing all kinds of shenanigans. Okay? 
Okay. Okay. Good. Okay. 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 Second from me is young people getting muzzled. I have a real issue with muzzling and shutting young people up and you know young people are supposed to be seen and not heard that's a real one of my biggest pet peeves you can't keep doing that can you stop pastors stop deacons stop church leaders stop aunties uncles stop young people should not be muzzled they should not be made to be sitting at the back while um the rest of the congregation sit at the front they shouldn't be blocked off into in one side of the building whilst everybody else has church and they're just they're left to their own devices you know no let them speak let them testify let them minister let them sing let them play instruments let them preach let them do whatever they need to do because why psalms 8 verse 2 out of the mouth of babes and nursing infants you have ordained strength because of your enemies that you may silence the enemy and the avenger the avenger through the mouth of babes Okay, Matthew 9 verse 14. But Jesus said, let the little children come to me and do not forbid them for, for of such is the kingdom of heaven. Amen. Joel 2 28. Joel 2 28. And it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your sons and your daughters. Okay, your old men shall dream dream, eh, dreams, but your young mm. men shall see visions. This is what God is saying, okay? She said, eh, dreams. (laughs) Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy and your young men shall see visions. Now, if I was a pastor of my own church, I would want my young people to be prophesying. I would want them to be seeing visions and just dismantling the current climate of the world, whatever, wherever we will be. Okay? So your young people shouldn't be muzzled. We shouldn't just, I'm going to say we because I'm also a young person, okay? Um, Or my young people. Don't muzzle them. At all, let them speak, please. Thank you <laughs> for coming to my TED talk. <laughs> okay, so this one really gets on my nerves. Homosexuals, I want to say that again because I always mispronounce homosexuals. There's something wrong with me. I don't know. Homosexuals are treated like they have a demon and that they and the whole entire church congregation will catch fire if they enter the church. Fire, fire, fire. But the whole praise and worship team is smashing and it's fine. Whoa. All the deacons are smashing, it's fine. Whoa. All the, everybody in the church is smashing. Everybody's doing fornication here and there and everywhere and it's fine. But when you're homosexual, oh my God, no, you can't come here. No, you needed, you need to stop before you come to Jesus. But these times, why does nobody else has to stop what they're doing before they come to Jesus? It's when you come to Jesus that he changes you. He can't free you from sin before you've accepted him or... Am I getting the order of events wrong? I don't understand. Like, there's nothing different about homosexual people than people who fornicate or people who steal or people who lie. Like, it's all the same. It's all sin and God hates all of it. So stop treating people as though they're unredeemable because they have a specific sin that you don't particularly like or there's a stigma against that sin in your community. Stop it. That's Mm. trash. Mm. And Jesus doesn't associate with trash, okay? Yeah. Thanks. Cool. Okay. Bye. All right. Another double standard. The poor are not valued. Okay. So there's this verse. Wow. There's this verse in Ecclesiastes. Certain a, churches. A poor if you don't have five k in your account, you can't even enter the church. Send in. <laughs> send in. 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 I'm actually sorry. Send in. I'm actually sorry. But send I need to be said, I'm sorry. in. If you know who she, who or what she's talking about, slide in our DMs at Instagram hashtag scripture uh, at us on Twitter ht scripture. Okay. Comment. SoundCloud. Thank you. Okay. Um, Watch us get lots of one-star reviews. <laughs> <laughs> they don't be. They don't listen to us. 
Yeah, but somebody will send it to somebody and then somebody will hear it and then they will say, oh, yeah, that's true. Okay, um, so the, uh, the poor man, the poor people are not valued. So there's a verse in the Bible which people completely take out of context. Um, a poor man's voice is never heard. If your whole church board or senior leadership or all your deacons are like smoking rich, um, stinking rich, filthy rich, <laughs> there is a problem. Okay, um, so a poor man's voice is not heard. Um, so in Ecclesiastes 9, there's... Um, there's a verse. But before that, hold on a minute. Okay, so basically Ecclesiastes 9 is saying it's better to be poor and wise than to be rich and stupid. But I think what people have done is they've read it and then they've just liked a few bits of it. And then they have said, okay, this is what we're going to believe. So on verse 9, it says, This wisdom I have, I have also seen under the sun, and it seemed great to me. There was a little city with few men in it, and a great king came against it, besieged it, and built great snares around it. Now there was found in it a poor wise man. And he, by his wisdom, delivered the city. Yet no one remembered that same poor man. Then I said, wisdom is better than strength. Nevertheless, the poor man's wisdom is despised and his words are not heard. Words of the wise spoken quietly should be heard rather than the shout of a ruler of fools. Wisdom is better than weapons of war, but one sinner destroys much good. Listen, listen, listen. There was a there was a poor man but he was wise and it's his wisdom that delivered the city it's someone it's the poor person's um idea or vision that can deliver your church mm-hmm. into the next realm but you won't but because they don't it, have 5k you won't, but you won't it. hear it because mm-hmm. you want to listen to the rich you want to listen to the rich young ruler who is a fool a fool it's, it says it's a fool this it is says the, bible. It in the bible <laughs> biblical it says okay wisdom is better than weapons of war doesn't matter how much and that's what i like about this when i read this i think um um, wisdom is better than weapons of war it's like sometimes the rich people will come with glitz and glam and different Mm -hmm, things that you mm -hmm. know they will say and they'll come with powerpoint presentation (laughs) you know they'll use a prezi they'll use you know excel formula can create like a really great hey don't lump me in with these people yeah no but i'm saying that they can buy one of your excel softwares shameless plug it's not shameless (laughs) it's shame it's not shame. It's, it's um, the opposite of shame, whatever that what? happens to be. <laughs> okay. Mm? We're not um, thesaurus. Purposeful yeah? plug. Yeah. <laughs> right? So they can come with all their, they'll come with their shiny suit, smelling nice, crocodile shoe, faces crocodile looking nice, shoe. right? Do you know what so I heard today? Sorry. Peacock skin shoe. Is that no, a thing? stop it. That's a thing. Apparently that's a thing. animals. I didn't even, species. did you know that? Peacock wow okay so the the rich people will come with all their their glitz and their glam their lambos and their and their range rovers and their Kristen Louboutins but they're not shaking up anything it says wisdom except their booties it says wisdom (laughs) is better so some people some of you guys need to realize that it's not all the people on your usher board or on your leadership team or all the pastors yes men and I said it all the pastors yes men that should be rolling around in Rolls Royces and rich the people who are rich shouldn't be making all the decisions in your church because they're not gonna it's like for example we always complain in politics that oh all our politicians are Mm. eaten and and you know all these people have never lived have never worked an honest job mm-hmm. in their life they've never slummed it they've never had a regular they don't know about the regular joe so we don't want our the leadership of our country being people who cannot identify with the average man but you want the people in your church to be that are you okay well. where's the sense in well. that where is the sense and sensibility <laughs> so listen uh, poor people have stuff to say important stuff 
important stuff. Bible says that there is wisdom locked inside that head of theirs. Yeah? There's wisdom in it. Please let them speak. Put some respect on their name. And if you want them to have 5K in their account, just give it to them. Just give it to them, then they won't be poor no more. How about it? Well. Catch me outside. <laughs> Catch me outside. How about it? Men can dress any which way they want to dress. <laughs> but if a woman is even shown bra strap by accident, you would be doing deliverance service. You will now chuck her out of the church and do exorcist. You will now call the Pope and say, listen, and this woman, her bra strap is showing. The whole church will catch fire if you don't catch her. It's not true. Just calm down. Like, I think we should all dress modestly. Just because it doesn't say women dress modestly, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to know that it's also implied to men as well. So let's all dress modestly. Modestly. I don't need to see anybody's cleavage. That includes you if you're a man. I don't need your V-neck to be down to your belly button. I Did actually don't hang need to see your V-neck down there. Just keep your V-neck above the pecs, okay? Please. Yeah? Him. If you need to cover up your clavicle, because just do it. Clavicles. I just, I can't. Wear a turtleneck if it's, if it's necessary. Just do it. Like, it's not really that hard. I don't understand. I don't want you to be wearing spandex sleeve just because you're a guy. So everybody has to see every vein in your muscle. <laughs> no, just wear normal clothes, okay? Thank you. Yes. Another thing about church and double standards um, is that we can disagree amongst ourselves, but if you disagree with us, you're mad. Okay. So uh, this goes into like denominations and other religions, right? So we can't. We, huh? <laughs> you can't tell anyone you know can't we we can tell anyone we can tell everyone to listen to us when we can't even listen to each other mm-hmm. can we tell everyone to believe in our jesus when we have 64 different accounts of that same story wow. and like, this is what i don't get it's like some i understand okay so we're not all gonna get along and blah 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 we're not all gonna you know we're all gonna see we're not all gonna see eye to eye but you can't be a hypocrite and say okay everybody in the world look at christians look at christians look at christians but christians are out here doing the most reckless stuff we're beefing other churches your churches can't combine you're not allowed to go to other churches we're, we're competing with this church you're competing with that church we have 64 different accounts of christianity we have 64 different strains of christianity we have 64 different denominations which what, what is it we are arguing amongst ourselves we are cussing each other's pastors you know pastors wow, are beefing you know what i mean like that's you have so you, you may have an organization for example not like this they have it in this organization but well maybe the church of god in christ or the redeemed or whatever and all the pastors are not getting and along from all these different branches listen guys you can't be a hypocrite you can't tell everyone to listen to your, you when you can't listen to your brother next door it doesn't make sense so mm-hmm. the, reduce the double standards take it out reduce <laughs> reduce, reduce it, reduce make it. it smaller reduce it first corinthians 12 25 says that there should be no schism in the body but that the members should have the same care for one another right we need to be uh, united Mm -hmm. as a church as a body of christ so we can be effective i don't know when we're gonna get that we say in rhetoric but i don't know when we are going to get it the body of christ the whole entire body of christ has to be united in order for us to reach the maximum level of efficacy until we reach until we're united we are not going to reach the maximum um, level of efficacy so we need to get it together you can't be screaming everybody look at me when you can't stand in solidarity with a fellow christian brother double standard exactly <clears throat> um okay this one i've noticed this personally but i don't know if other churches experience this so but i'll put it out there because i'm sure somebody does if a woman is not wearing makeup she's not considered looking her best but men can just come however they want, wear a trash bag on their head, and it's fine. 
Um, all a man needs is a fresh trim, and even that, it's not fat. It's it's whatever. Um, and that upsets me because it's like women are beautiful just as they are. We don't need to wear makeup. Obviously, we can if you want, but it's not like a prerequisite for us being beautiful. But like. I know that there are some worship teams that will not allow you to be, you know, front and center if you're not wearing makeup. And I just think that's, so we've come to worship God, but because somebody is not wearing makeup or nice dress, the dress is not nice enough for you. Maybe she doesn't have nice dress. Um, and, you know, she can't be seen because she's not wearing makeup or her hair is not how you want it. I don't think that's okay. Yeah, that's really bad. That's like women are still judged on their looks in the church in 2018. It's mad. Yeah, that's really, really, really bad. Um, another double standard. <laughs> oh, wow. Deacons and pastors get served instead of serving. Mm. Okay? Deacons and pastors get served instead of serving. Not saying that their job alone is to wash plate. And that's not what we're saying here. We're not saying that your job alone is to be picking up rubbish and to be serving everybody everything. But it sure ain't to be served all the time. Yeah. It sure that's isn't. True. It surely isn't. If Jesus was washing feet, what it is, is it? That this you're is what I'm doing? saying. It surely isn't. Some of the deacons and pastors that will sit on their highly throne mm-hmm. on their And it's the best chair in the house. Right. The best, the most comfortable chairs with arms. Okay. <laughs> and cushion mm-hmm. right will sit in the nicest place in church on the high table if anything right and be served constantly continuously served now i need you to tell me where in the bible it says that because mm-hmm. if you can tell me where in the bible it says um not talking about the honor and respect given towards ministers because that's a whole different thing i want you to tell me where in the bible it says that they should always continually be served and continuously be served if you think about when um, the deacons were first appointed. We'll go to Acts chapter six, okay? Helpers of the disciples um, and what their job was. It may, it may give us a clue as how and what they're supposed to be doing. So this is pastors, deacons. Cool. Acts chapter six um, from verse one. Now in those days when the number of the the disciples was multiplying there arose a complaint against the hebrews by the um, hellenist because their widows were neglected in the daily distribution verse 2 then the 12 summoned the multitude of the disciples and said it is not desirable that we should leave the word of god and serve tables okay therefore brethren seek out from among you seven men of good reputation full of the holy spirit and wisdom who we may appoint over this business <laughs> We've been laughing because it's so far from what we experience in some of our churches. Like literally the 12 apostles were busy doing apostle stuff, right? Really busy doing apostle stuff and also serving. Mm-hmm. right but they were because they were busy doing apostle stuff and service sometimes they left people out like you know sometimes that somebody forgot to get food somebody you know it seemed like the widows sometimes forgot to get fed right and they were complaining so it was like okay do you know what we're too busy doing apostle stuff and serving let's get some help mm-hmm. deacons junior pastors right to come and help us to for this for not for the pastoring in <laughs> Not for the pastoring, not for the stuff of the apostles. Pastoring, <laughs> not for the pastoring. Okay, not for the apostle work, but to help serve, mm. to help serve the body of Christ. This is what they were appointed for. So, guys, if you've never seen one of your deacons or junior pastors or your pastor pick up a plate and serve you, not serve you Holy pick Communion, because that's different. Not serve you Holy Communion, because that's different. But if you've never seen them do something of service, that's not in, that's not the work of 
some sort of spiritual Exalted act. Exalted yeah. minister. That's like, not yeah. some sort of spiritual act, then babe, that's an issue. Yeah. It's a real issue. That's a double standard. So it's us people that should be serving you throughout the whole of your life. <laughs> hey, try me. But, <laughs> then, but they think that it's because they're you're doing the spiritual thing. But they're not so most of that's the time. serving you. But do you know what I mean? Uh, and so they don't need to do like the other stuff. Because no, they're because doing the that's, not what, that's not what. So that's, like if they pray for you, that's, that's them, them serving, serving you. That's them serving. That's them serving God. Yeah. In service, in service to God, they have spe- specific acts. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So that's you serving. You love your, you're loving us and you're serving God by committing, by doing what it is that you have been called to do by God. Mm-hmm. But that is not your only thing that you're supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to be an example to the saints yeah. right and the, you have to if Jesus is just true as you said is Jesus wash feet you know what I mean if Jesus is there with us milling and sitting side by side why can you not also serve side by side I see some I see some bishops and senior pastors do stuff that their deacons will not do mm-hmm. that their junior pastors will not do oh no we are supposed to sit here your job isn't there to wear a shiny suit I don't know where you think that I don't know where you got that from. Or someone should carry my bag, or someone should fetch me my food, or someone should get me water, or someone should make me a plate of food. Mm-hmm. Who's who where? What? Are <laughs> you we need to take um culture out of religion yeah, yeah, or culture yeah. out of Christianity? Yeah. Your the Afro-Caribbean culture of I'm in a senior position or I'm an elder, which means I need to be served, has got nothing to do with this Bible. Yeah. Can you please spoil unless your name is Father Abraham, ain't no one here trying to serve you? <laughs> please, like take culture separate culture from Christianity. Mm. So what do you think about, for example, like reserved seating for ministers and stuff? And, like them <laughs> having special, put that special chairs and stuff like that. Do you know what I mean? Like they have like throne type chairs and I then was gonna, I was everyone gonna else put is sitting in. on that broken wooden chair yeah, that I has mean, been left out in the rain <laughs> with chewing gum on it. I was, I was going to say, like, I, I don't know. I have it. I don't really so much have an issue with where they sit mm-hmm. um, in the reserve seating. In some churches, they sit on the stage and some mm-hmm. churches, they sit front row or like on the edges. Yeah. Um, I don't know why they need to. For me, if I'm going to be a deacon um, or a junior pastor, I'd rather sit amongst, amongst the brethren the, exactly, or even exactly. sit at the back so mm-hmm. that I can see people taking in the message yeah. when you're if I'm thinking about when junior pastors sit they're sitting on the stage they're sitting on the front row they can't see what's happening behind yeah. them they're not looking out they're not seeing the reception or how the word is being received um, and I think that's an issue because you're they are disengaged because we can see each other sleeping but <laughs> you can't see that <laughs> you know we can see each other playing on our phones and not really taking in if the message if the message bangs and you can see or you can hear people's reactions and yeah. you can see all their their enthusiasm but if it's not you won't be able to know and I think that it's really important because if the person is not necessarily getting it or you're seeing people really struggling with the message then it's your job after church to go to them and sit them down and be like this message is about this that and third x y and z have you heard can I explain it to you in any other yeah. way but you wouldn't know that because you're sitting right at the front with the best heat in the best the best um the best seat the best comfortability the water the glasses that's got gold covered in it yeah like what mm. what is that exactly. where Exactly. It's just a Catholic church because I don't. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that's exactly what it seems like to me. That's exactly like the Catholic church, and we are we try so much to not be the Catholic exactly. church, but we're doing Catholic church things. Mm-mm. Yeah, I find I've always found that really strange. Like, <clears> I <throat> I don't know because the, the thing is, okay, it's my London church does that. Like, all the ministers sit in the, yeah. in the first or second row, and the um the bishop sits on the stage. Or if there's a program, then like the ministers will sit on the stage. 
and like the choir will sit in the front row, for example. And I always find that really odd. And it's like, I'm not like, I love my church. I think my church is great. I think they're doing awesome work for God. But I've always found, been uncomfortable with that. And because I understand why they're doing it, that they would do it for order and so that they can all be in the same place. And so that, you know, there can be some kind of like, you can understand who you need to go to if there's an issue or da, 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 da. I can get that. I can understand. And it's a sign of respect and authority or blah, blah, blah. I understand, whatever. But then I went to um, my, my Manchester church, the pastor of the church, the bishop or whatever of the church sits in the congregation and then he gets up and preaches and he comes back and sits in the congregation. All the ministers, there's nowhere that they sit. They just sit wherever. Do you know what I mean? Whoever gets there whenever. And obviously you've got ushers in the church who will show you which seats are free. So if that seat is reserved, they just won't put you in that seat. If it's empty, they'll put you somewhere else. Do you know what I mean? And that for me, it seems so much more relaxed. It seems so much more like, okay, this is a family. We all sit wherever we want. We're all part of it. We're all, we're all in this together, you know? Like, not like, oh, we're better than you. Mm. And, da, da, da. and I'm not saying that that's why churches are doing it, but that is definitely how it comes across to mm. a lot of people, mm. especially people who are, for example, not that um, entrenched in African culture and society where they wouldn't mm. know mm. that there's, you know, this kind of, this special level of respect in the culture. Mm. <clears throat> yeah, I think it's quite alienating to some people. I definitely you know? agree. And I understand, like, I understand being, if you're the main person that's speaking that day to be seated at the front or the choir or the praise and worship mm-hmm. because you can be called to sing like at so any that time. you don't have to like so go you're not having to the run from the sense. back yeah, of church fine. or in between and falling over prams and push yeah. and dolls and pokemon that right? makes sense that makes sense but if you're not if it's not your day to minister there's no reason for you to be at the front mm-hmm. you can give it to let somebody else sit there mm-hmm. you know it does honestly i don't understand even to be sitting at the front i wouldn't want to do anyway because if you want to fight fall asleep you can really see me wow. you know <laughs> um it's just yeah it's too much yeah um next i've got it's easier for a man to come up in leadership and responsibility than a woman and i'm not talking about leadership in terms of like being a pastor but like just even any leadership position like head of department or whatever. Do you know what I mean? Lead somebody or something or intercessors or whatever. I think I find that when I look in the church, it's like still like in the world where, you know, senior management is 80% men, 20% female. Like that is what it looks like in the church to me. And that's strange to me because again, I'm not talking about pastors. I'm talking about all levels of leadership. There's no male and female in the church do you know what I mean so what's the problem I don't understand like yeah. have we uh, is there something about women that makes us less likely to be able to handle leading something Romans, guys just you know need a reference. like <laughs> and it, f- throughout the books where Paul is writing yeah, he's always like oh you know bless Priscilla That's and Aquila and all, the, all of these people like is a know, G. <laughs> bless them they're helping me da, 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 yeah. da, da, da. they're really the, they're like the bosses you know listen to them they're the ones who knows what's going on but these times, when you look at the modern day church, you don't see those people like helping or they're doing their own ministry or if it's women's ministry or children's ministry, then they'll be head. Well, that's the only thing that it's like easy for them to be head of. Yeah. Everything else is a bit of a struggle and a contention. Yeah. And it will be like nine male pastors to one female pastor or yeah. nine male leaders to one female leader. Yeah. And I don't understand yeah. why that is. And even if it's the idea that, and this is another thing that's going to actually make me sick to say it, but it's the idea that, oh, women are busy being wives 
and well. be busy being mothers. But are they, they not busy being husbands, the men? This is or? it, that they can't be in leadership. It's like, oh, no we don't want to give a woman a leadership in, in the organisation because she's only going to go and get pregnant. You know what I mean? They oh my God, somebody leave, said that. Somebody right? said that in my old She's only going to go and get pregnant and get maternity leave. So therefore, you know, we can't do it in the church because she's busy serving her husband, yeah. serving her children. Your hus- the husband should be busy looking after his wife mm. and looking after his kids. Or Is it only the woman that made the kids? Or maybe it's only her by herself. Maybe it was immaculate conception. You know, in fact, he should be busy working so he put food on the table that his wife can serve God and look after the kids and look after him. So let's let's really deep. The woman, women should be appointed leadership roles just as much as men should. You know what I mean? Irrespective of whether they've got 56 kids or not or she's going to go and get pregnant. So she can go, isn't it God who gives fruit? Oh, oh. <laughs> maybe it, it's not. I don't know. Maybe it isn't. I've is it not God that gives fruit of the womb? So And he gave the fruit of the womb and who did he get the, to help him give fruit of the womb? <laughs> the husband in car. Is it <laughs> not so the husband that, 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 that did the act? I've seen it so silly, guys. <laughs> no, but I don't understand because people say and do think that I'm not professing to be the wisest or smartest or most cleverest or the quickest maybe person that's why we don't get it because we're not clever enough <laughs> maybe that's why we don't it. understand that must be why that <laughs> must be it, it. Make sense. Make sense. no but maybe that's why we don't get it because obviously it makes sense to somebody or it wouldn't be happening so maybe we need to go to god and be really asking him like god what is it about because we thought that it was the sperm and the egg that needed to be <laughs> that need that needed to be involved but now they're saying that it's only the egg that is involved the sperm they were just off doing whatever they wanted to do yeah and the egg was the one who was doing all the work yeah, that's yeah, what they're yeah. saying and, and i don't definitely get it. feel like the leadership should also be reflective of the congregation if you've got a congregation that's exactly. heavily large and that's most predominantly female they need to have a predominantly female Okay, I don't agree with that. I don't agree because with that. I, don't it ha- I feel like it has to be reflective. And also, one of the things that I also heard is that um, um, is that the reason why there's more male pastors is because men need to be doing the, you know field work and mission work, like going to visit people in the hospital, and women should to, be cooking in the kitchen, and more. going to and going to like you know if it's like if you've got a, a situation happening at home, then you know they'll send a man because what can women not drive to the person's house that needs the help or you know can women can the women not go to the hospital I got pepper spray. or are they not are they not are they not educated enough to be able to handle all these situations and all these issues no 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 thankfully in my church we've got more female um leadership than we do male mm-hmm. um which is great because women and our the women in our church did like they, they do stuff you know what i mean um but and it's just listen either keep it equal or keep it representative of the population or just don't have it at all like i don't even think it needs to be forced but then what i'm saying is don't put like deliberate blockades or make it deliberately harder for women to become leadership roles when they're good enough and they do what is required but you're expecting more from them it's like you know how black people have to work twice as hard to get half as much like don't make women have to work twice as hard to get half as much as men it's not fair even in terms yeah. of rewards and stuff. Do you know what I mean? Like, stop it. Yeah, it's true. Okay, so this is another one of mine. Um, giving bags of money to visiting pastors or international singers when there's members of your congregation or the church down the road that can do the exact same thing. Now, not everybody may agree with me, but I have a real big issue with your church that's struggling to pay the light bill, Ooh. right? Or the mortgage. There now saying, is. okay, I want to come and get big, big... Um, um, what's the, what's this man's name that wears white? Um, 
Benny Hinn. Benny Hinn to come and do message, to come and to come and preach. But then two weeks after he comes, you're now, and you know you've had to pay for his flight, his hotel stay in the Hilton Hotel, the, the car that he's driving, and then you have to give monetary um sacrifice, right? Mon- monetary gift. So you've given him, you've spent at least 100K, right? You spent at least 100K to come and for him to come and preach and to do um healing service when there's something, there's somebody in your church or there's a local minister or there's a minister that you, that you know down the road that can is also can be used by God just as equally as powerful mm. as Benny Hinn to deliver the, the congregation or to deliver this nation. It doesn't, you don't have to call and send for Benny Hinn every minute to come everywhere or Jesse Duplantis or Creflo Dollar or Bishop T.G. Jakes. Like, yes, I understand you can call this mighty man of God to do stuff, but there are people in your congregation who God has anointed. I mean, if I tell you the amount of, amount of anointing that people are sitting on in their mm. churches, you'll be dumbfounded. You'll be God smacked okay <laughs> you'll be dumbfounded also gonna call big 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 kirk franklin to come and minister this uk is full and brimming yeah. of amazing gospel singers gospel yeah. choirs that can they can really minister bring the house down if you want people to receive the spirit of god they can do it call us we will tell you who to call you know what i mean slide in our dms we will tell you look mm-hmm. if you want to shake up some this is who you should call if you want a revival this is who baby. you should call you know so it's not every minute now be spending 60 bags to wow. come and call one big international speaker or one big international singer to do something that people in your church can do yeah i don't get it i don't understand why you will waste money and then you want to come and cry about offering oh we're calling this big man of god can we all make sure we have our love offering mm-hmm. you pay the love offering we wow. didn't call him wow. we, did, we didn't call him wow. yeah we will receive the blessing but if he doesn't come we're still blessed we're not yeah. going to be blessed any less so you know what I mean so you pay the money you pay the money don't take it out of my tithes okay <laughs> you pay out of your own pocket we can take do you know what? pay it out of the church ministry that's fine yeah I don't care but it's not if you want to call him then you call him because what it does is it sends a it sends a message that it's only these big big revered yeah. honored men of god who are fallible mm-hmm. right um that they are the only people that can do certain things mm-hmm. and that we are lowly and we are without this great level of grandeur of of anointing or because our ministry isn't international therefore it's any less significant all the members of the body are equal yeah. Right. Um, if we look at um, James chapter two, which literally in the New King James version is titled "Beware of favoritism." Okay, <laughs> James chapter two. Um, I'm guessing it's one verse one because I didn't. Oh my gosh, I've turned into for me. No, it is <laughs> verse one. <laughs> my brethren, do not hold the faith of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord of glory with partiality for if there should come into your assembly a man with gold rings and fine apparel and there should also come in a poor man in filthy clothes and you pay attention to the one wearing fine clothes and say to him you sit here in a good place and say to the poor man you stand there (laughs) ha or sit here at my footstool is he a child yeah um have you not no you have you not shown partiality amongst yourselves and become judges with evil thoughts Listen, my beloved brethren, has God not chosen the poor of this world to to be rich in faith and ears of the kingdom which he promised to those who love him Amen. but you have dishonored the poor man do not the rich oppress you and drag you into the courts like literally guys we can't now be the accuser of the brethren that can't be your job you can't not say oh because you are not internationally recognized on the microphone you haven't won stellar awards and grammy awards and you haven't been nominated best best pastor and, pre- and bishop of the year by the international congress of 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 christian supporters 
dollars that therefore you're any less significant like that that's not you can't do that listen if i'm gonna have a worship thing if i'm gonna have a, a, a service i'm gonna call for me to come and worship to come and lead and worship because i know that it's gonna be spiritual and heartfelt hallelujah if I, and if i don't have and i'm if i if i have a million pounds to i mean spare, i already if, call if, her to preach at my if, church every if, other Friday. If I have a million pounds to spare, then yeah, okay, Kirk, come jump on the thing real quick. Yeah? I mean, I, I mean, I could have a million pounds as well. I'm just saying, like, if you had a million pounds to spare, I'd expect you to still pay on me. But <laughs> okay, well, fine. I'm gonna pay you your um, okay, and, and a spike can. Can yeah? you imagine? Aster, mm-hmm. right? You know, but yeah, fine. But there are people who can do it. I know some serious ministers. Well, I mean, we know mm. some serious ministers. It's not every minute That's T.G. Jakes. Leave him on the TV there. Mm. He's, bu- he's busy. He's got stuff to do. He's yeah. here doing Women That Are Loose. Okay? Yeah. He's busy, child. <laughs> making the next blockbuster Christian movie. You know? Men are forgiven for slipping a lot easier than women are. Women are often blamed for issues in relationships. For example, when a woman, when well, when a couple gets divorced, the woman tends to be marginalised, and the man can just go on and live his wife. And a woman is branded as a divorcee, whereas a man is just a man, and he can remarry and it's fine. But if a woman remarries, there's like a bit of a, like a oh, that's a bit strange. Mm-hmm. Um, like if a if a male pastor or worship leader commits adultery, for example, he's forgiven straight away. Like okay, yeah, he needs to sit down, but he can pretty much come back whenever he wants. It's not a problem. But I can't. I literally can't even imagine a female pastor doing that. Probably because she wouldn't. But even if she did, like I haven't heard of one, and I feel like I would have heard of one if there had been one, Mm -hmm. because it would be like a scandal. Mm -hmm. So that's just something that you could just like listen and you know keep your eye on, guys. But um, yeah, like I don't think she'd ever be able to preach again. Yeah. Because we don't forgive women for you know sin. You know, it's not like Jesus was going around forgiving women who just committed adultery just then, is it? or yeah. anything yeah, like yeah. that no he didn't honestly. do that ever so you know yeah. I'm referring to John 8 guys in case is it John 8 I feel like it's John 8 John 8 1 to 11 yes maybe um okay and uh, last one from me um telling us to be leaders and world changers but never talk about voting in general or local elections mm. okay I don't know what you think you're going to lead. You're just your household. Okay. Telling us to be leaders and world world changers, but never talk about voting in general or local elections. Jesus says, and this is why it's an issue. It's because you're what you need to be. I'm not saying that the church should be a political movement. It doesn't always have to be. It should be an effective movement in changing and shaping its community or on whatever level, local or community, on whatever level, whether it's, um, political, financial, um, school district or whatever the jobs, business sector, like the church should be um, poignant and pivotal in shaping what happens in its local community. That's why we have local community churches. That's why Paul went around and planted churches in local constituencies and local areas so that they could influence and shape the demographic. Just, just, Just giving you a little bit of a hint as to why we have Paul went about making churches right and if jesus says to us if that's what we're supposed to do so we're supposed to influence our demographic if jesus said to us greater work shall you do um meaning him meaning meaning us right meaning we in my name because i go unto my father which is first which is john 14 12 how will we do great works if we are not involved 
if we do not exercise our rights. So our great works, yes, should be in miracles and performing all these great mighty miracles and, and praying for people and delivering people and yes, and doing all these things, but also in changing the narrative, also in influencing what happens around around you. And your church is supposed to do that. Your church, and I, I have a real issue with churches who are not, um, and my, my church also the same and other churches, I've had many conversations with people about churches who are not plugged into what's happening in their community. Mm. Like your church, literally no one from your, no one in your church is from the local community and everyone just drives 45 minutes into, ch- into church, right? And then you drive 45 minutes back out of church again, which is wrong, first of all, which is definitely wrong. You're supposed to um, have local people in your in your church but you're supposed to shape what happens around you locally um and so we need to do we need to be involved in local level um leadership and politics and what's happening in the school boards and the school districts and businesses and and he, we have to vote in general elections and local elections you can't now it's not just about praying oh it's election time guys we're gonna have two days of fasting for the next prime minister eh? mm. what, what do you mean what what what, so for the last three and a half years, what are we going to be doing? Nothing. It's only during election time for the for the prime minister, not even local election for the um prime for the minister of your borough who can close down your church if she wants to. You know, you should have been praying for that, right? That's what you should have been praying for, but you wait, <laughs> but you but you wasn't, right? And it's only every three and a half years you want to come and pray for the prime minister. No, that's wrong. It's a definite double standard. You want us to be leaders and big, 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 big people. Fine, but there are seven pillars of influence, right? Or also known as the seven cultural mountains. And these are government, family, business, media, education, religion, and arts and entertainment. We should be leaders in all sectors, okay? We should be leaders in all sectors. Yes, in our businesses, in media, in education, in religion, in arts and entertainment, family, and government. There is nothing that we are not supposed to be leaders in. Mm. There's, there, there's no, God did not say, okay, yeah, you should be just, yeah. Or people be like, oh, it's just in money and business and e-commerce that you're supposed to be a leader in. Oh, yeah, you're supposed to own multi multinational conglomerate organizations <laughs> and businesses. Uh, oh, da, 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 da. But then you don't want to, and that's why if you look at Nigeria, we're so Nigeria is full of the richest uh, churches, don't richest, look at richest churches, Never look at Nigeria. and then the government idea. is doing what? Quick and crack em? like like literally higgy haga, vagabondation. <laughs> so what's the point? We should have leaders in every sphere. Don't just tell me to be a leader in my household. I am. By default, I am. I am. I pay the bills. Okay. I am. We need to be leaders. In every sphere of society, including government. A leader in every sphere of society. Sorry. (laughs) Girl, I'm tired. All right? So if Uh you want to impact any nation or domain for Jesus Christ, we need to be effective in all of those seven spheres, including government. Otherwise, we're not going to do anything. These are where... This is is the battlefield where souls are won. Mm -hmm. And if we're just going to be leaders in just our workplace so that we can have more money, so we can pay more time, so you can be richer, then that's wrong. Your aims are wrong. I finish. Uh, I got two more. Older people, mature people in the church expect young people to have a higher standard of um, like holiness and dedication to the work of the church, right? So it's like, for example... Oh, yeah. For example, speaking of holiness, older people can smash. It's fine because obviously they're older. So that's, and that's the only reason, you know, just because they're older. So they can be doing fornication. They can be doing whatever because they're older. But younger people, ah, what? What are you doing? Doesn't make sense. Just because you're old doesn't mean you're married. (laughs) They're not part and parcel. 
I don't understand. Um, regarding dedication, like young people are expected to like be in church 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And the older people will just come show up and then whatever and bounce. Like that's what they want from the young people. And it's like, but we're all working the same jobs. Some of these young people still have children. This is again, going back to what um, Tina said in terms about single moms and stuff. But some of these young people are married. Some of these young people have children but you still expect them to be doing everything and it's because oh but apparently okay we should have more energy and yeah but we all have the same amount of time in the day as well so i'm not really sure like i do understand that yeah as you get older you gain more respect but i'm not talking about people who are like old old who are like 60 i'm talking about people who are like no not that 60 is old old please forgive me forgive forgive but <laughs> like people who are like 40 will be looking at somebody who's 30 and be saying oh no but you're my, my younger you should be calling me auntie but at really my husband is probably going to be your age so what's the problem <laughs> you understand what i mean like that's there's not that big of an age difference now between a 30 and a 40 year old so mm. if my if my husband is the same age as you should i be calling you auntie and i'm prostrating to you i don't know it's weird it's just it's that it's again about that culture kind of thing mm. where people who are younger even if you're a year younger you should be calling me auntie mm. and you should be doing you should be serving me i can't serve you like mm. i don't really like that kind of thing mm. And my last point, people are praised and encouraged for doing good work in the church, um, but not out of the church, which to me is weird. I don't know if that's a double standard, but I'm going to put it in here anyway. Um, Like, yeah, like Tina said, it's backwards. It's not the way it should be. Obviously, if you're doing good work in the church, that's great. If you're doing good work out of the church to get people into the church... So that's probably greater like do you know what i mean um but everybody is needed we're all different members of the same body and blah 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 blah, blah. everybody is needed matthew 28 19 says go therefore and make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the father son and the holy spirit teaching them to observe all things that i have commanded you and lo i am with you always even to the end of the age so how are you gonna make disciples of all nations from inside your church i don't want to how are you going to... They're going to shout... They're going to stand on the church roof. How are you going to shout from no, outside no, no. the club? You can't even get room. in. They're standing inside the church with like the doors not, closed, exactly, windows closed, exactly. screaming, saying, So how are you going to do that? Come, come, I don't know who they're telling to come. Nobody can hear you. You I have to get, get out of church. I don't get people who do altar calls in church knowing that nobody's nobody invited anybody, knowing that there's nobody from... Because sometimes people have been in the church for a year and they're not saved. That's true. You can true. be in church for years and not be saved. That's true. And not really have given your life. So that's why altar calls always necessary, but doesn't stop you from bringing some new people into the church but people be liking churches with just full of christians like just full of like old time christians they don't want you know so they can all die and when they all die then what happens you know people in the world coming in and muddy and you know not good all right so what can we do to right these wrongs what can we do to right these wrongs most of these issues most of these issues in our church and car- and double standards are character flaws as a result of our rubbish carnal ways but god has already given us two things to help us suppress the carnal one the holy spirit and two the word of god and three common sense <laughs> right <laughs> common uh, sense is not common though. and three common sense be led by the spirit of god um let him do your checks and your balances and a lot of times we don't do that in yeah. church we just sit down oh i've got a really good idea 
day and that's it we just run with yeah. it or i've got a really good um this is how we should run church or i send another church to do this this is how we should do it no 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 no. let the holy spirit do your checks and balances um and read your bible if you can't find your hocus pocus belief in there it doesn't exist so scrap mm-hmm. it a lot of the time some of the especially some of the issues <laughs> that for me has raised with regards to um disparities between men and women and leadership and just double standards with men and women it doesn't exist in the bible so you really need to just scrap it um honor given to a folk fake honor given to fake people that needs to be scrapped as well have an honest church family meeting where the congregation can talk and express themselves without fear of reproach a lot of the time a lot of the solutions to our problems are in the congregation something's mm. got a bad idea one of the kids probably you know <laughs> so have honest church family meetings where the congregation can just chop it up and say yeah. a suggestion box that people actually yeah, want to use without, without fear of saying, yeah. you know, maybe don't use your handwriting because maybe the yeah. same handwriting that you used to play your times, they'll now be like, whose handwriting is Woo. this? Yeah. Type it Woo. out. <laughs> Type it out and have real good, honest suggestions. Have an elected, not appointed representative of each subsection of your leadership department. Young, mm. female, poor, single mother, somebody from every one person from every sphere so education business e-commerce blah 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 have an elected not appointed representative governing body in your church that's a good idea lastly leave culture and tradition in your house mm-hmm. just do christianity in church our hashtag scripture for today is galatians three twenty eight. there is neither jew nor gentile neither slave nor free nor is there male or female you are all one what number was that one one one, one. <laughs> in christ jesus mm-hmm. hallelujah amen hallelujah. period closing prayer do you want to do that yeah, my closing prayer. Heavenly Father, we give you thanks, we give you praise, we give you glory, we honour you. And we thank you for being a God of equality. Thank you for being a God of fairness. Thank you for being a God of justice. Thank you for being a God of no favouritism. There's no partiality in you. There's no shadow of turning in you. There is no higher, lower, bigger, smaller, richer, poorer in you. That you you created us all equal. And that is how you wanted the church to be. And Father God, I just ask for you to have mercy on us all for just scattering your idea of church and just scattering the body of Christ and doing rubbish and letting worldly influence letting culture letting tradition um, influence and impact the experiences we're supposed to have in the church Mm. and the effectiveness of the church Father God may you just rule that out and cast it out and break every chain and break every yoke that's keeping the church in bondage to these slavish um, idolatry ideas Father God break it let us be loosened and free from all of the snares that will so easily entangle us Father God just free our minds free our spirits free our souls let the Holy Spirit take foremost center stage in the church so that we can be led by the spirit so that we can be ruled by the spirit of God and let us be loving also God I also feel like if we let love rule some of these things won't be happening also so love so Lord let love rule in the church in Jesus name we pray amen amen you can find us on soundcloud and itunes hashtag scripture please follow subscribe leave us comments and reviews on those platforms you can find us on google podcasts if you have an android phone you can find us on instagram facebook at hashtag scripture and twitter at ht scripture and you can get us on you can help the ministry you can donate to our patreon on www.patreon.com forward slash hashtag scripture where we give you goodies we give you discounts on events and things that are happening we give you 
talking about the Patreon. It's very important. <laughs> they need the information. Okay. Um, you can get merch there. We do free merch, gifted merch, um, discounted merch, depending on what's going on at the time. You know, when the source comes out, you're going to be the first to know if you sign up to that Patreon. Okay. I'm so okay. excited for this source. Oh, I'm just going <laughs> to drink it. I'm just going to drink it. <laughs> We were, we, were even exper- we were even experimenting this weekend, yeah. And I made one banging hot sauce, yeah. And I said, this will be, this will be it. We're still perfecting the recipe, but, you know, yeah. it's coming. It's coming. Thanks, guys. We love you. Bye. Bye.